The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. So, Rob, my friend. Yes. I have to ask you, because you are, you're like my movie guy. You are my movie guy. I'm your movie guy. You're a lot of you're a lot of guy like guys to me like guy, <laughs> the guy in a lot of a lot of certain aspects of my life. But you're like number one straight up the movie guy. I'm honored. <laughs> I love being people's movie guy. <laughs> I know I can ask you anything. Uh, what makes a good, not just good, a great, an excellent, a captivating movie trilogy? What 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 factors into something like that? Okay, well, I mean, it's. It's a tale of like three components, obviously. Not to not to sound uh, cheesy or anything, but I mean, you got to have a good start, or else it's not gonna continue on anyway. Right. You have to have a good arc, uh, story arc, and I think that that has dips and valleys, and I I think that that comes with a strong second act, and you have to have a you have to have a good finisher. I mean, it's it's as simple as that, but it's it's. It's not as simply executed by uh, studios and executives and directors. And no, there's there's so many people who I feel like have their hands in the pot. They want to get something across. They're like, oh, no, this will be better. Yeah. And we've seen it happen uh, more often than not. Uh, in, in in my opinion, one of our you know the more bro- beloved franchises of all time. I wasn't I wasn't overly thrilled with the uh, the last trilogy, but uh, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Yes, yes. I wasn't overly thrilled. It looks like they're trying to revamp it a little bit, but. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's the that's probably the best way to describe it. That's that's a prime example. Uh, that that new trilogy is a prime example of not doing this. These th- three steps. Um, <laughs> there I, you have it. I mean, that's why. That's what went wrong. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna go. I was gonna kind of bring it up in an honorable mention kind of way, but let's go there now. Uh, yeah, that's that didn't make my list. This new one. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's uh, honestly, I, I like the first one, but. The second one I hated so much it was just <laughs> it just ruined it for and you it, and it, it, all the problems of the third one are because of that <laughs> and I don't know it's not on there oh okay all right spoiler alert it's not on there um, but all right as we do with every first time guest uh, well, let me introduce Rob Rob and it's it's crazy to think this uh, about a month ago I've known you for ten years already really oh wow. June 2010 is when I first met you when I was wrestling up in up in Rochester. So when I started my train my pro wrestling training up there. So I've known you for yeah, uh 10 year a decade in a month oh my God. at this point, man. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh yeah, Rob's been such a good friend to me even despite me not living in Rochester anymore. I still consider him one of my best friends, oh, which is a really cool thing. Uh we communicate often. Rob's very goal oriented. Uh, Love his fiance to death. Uh, she's practically a sister to me. So, and you're a brother to me in that oh, right. So, I love um, you, bud. I love you too, man. Uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about Rob. Uh, yeah, Rob's been there for me. You've been there for me when I needed people most. So, I appreciate that. Uh, Rob actually st- recently started up a really cool group uh, discussing movies. And that's another reason why we wanted to get him on board for this. Uh, why don't you talk about your group a little bit? Yeah. Uh I don't know. I started this group on Facebook. Uh, I uh, all about action, adventure, horror, sci-fi, uh, all types of movies of violent genres, uh, crime, thrillers, all all types. And uh, it's just uh, I was looking for a place on Facebook amongst all the fighting between people with politics yeah. and uh, 
you know, negativity. I wanted, I, I, instead of sifting through people's conversations about that, I wanted to create a place where people could just go and talk about it. So I, I just said, yeah, why not? Like, I, I, I've always envisioned doing this as a podcast, which is still in the works, but, you know, while... You know, before even that can happen, let's get the discussion going. You know? Yeah. No, I think it's a good. It was excellent. Uh, excellent. You know, you created the minute like the that I got the notification for that. I was like, I know what he's doing. Yes. I know what he's doing, okay. and it's it's a really good. It's actually a really good community. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun. A fun. Um, Everybody's been pretty good to each other. Yeah. And that's I mean, some, that's an important aspect. Minus like a couple. You get a couple bad incidences. Yeah. I had to some fires. I had to put out. Uh, I think the important thing for people to realize is that, like, your opinion, you know, it's just like a microcosm of any type of group of people. Yeah. Your opinion isn't, like, God. And, it's not better than anybody else's. Right. Yes. And uh, I try to be the leading example of that because I like everything. Like, I, I, I like good movies. I like bad movies. I like, like, horrible movies. <laughs> like, but it's not even... I can understand the difference between a good movie and a bad movie. Right, right. It's not like uh, I'm. Oh, I'm so dumb. Like I, I've got a degree in, in film, so it's 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 like. Uh, so that's why I think a big thing happens is like people get their feelings hurt, but like it's important to remember they're talking about the movie, not you. Like right, you know. What yeah, I mean? it's it's hard. I, I've learned that over the, especially doing podcasting and having pages. Sometimes it's, it's just better to, you know. Look the turn the other way. You know it's not personal for the most part. Yeah, for the most yeah. part, and I mean, uh, just let people discuss stuff. But got to keep it clean in some regard. Uh, but yeah, here's the here's the point, uh, Rob, for the listeners to kind of get to know you and and maybe even help myself. I think I know you pretty well, but sometimes I always I always learn a cool fact about everybody um, every time I have them on. So five things, uh, like I said, five really cool facts, five things that define you as a person, five. Things that if you first, you know, you met somebody, uh, you'd want them to know about you. Hmm, yeah. Uh, I wear the pro wrestler badge uh, very proudly. Uh, every walk of life, it's it's one of the defining things. And that's where you met me from. So obviously you knew that one. But yeah, pro wrestler of 12 years and uh, still rocking and rolling. Yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> Going to go to the wheels, fall off, baby. <laughs> uh, what's a second fact? Second fact, yeah, like uh, I went to... Went back to school. Or okay, how about this? Second fact is, uh, my family owned a bar. I ran a bar for ten years. I, where I actually ran it, bartended. Uh, Woody's in Rochester. Yeah, we had a we had the tenth year. We had a fire, and uh, you know, called it quits after that. But uh, ran that, and that led to my wrestling career. Um, but after that, after that, I went back to school, and I. Uh, so my third fact would be, uh, went back to school, got my degree in. Bachelor's in uh, media communications and double minor in sports management and the very first TV film minor from St. John Fisher. They really basically uh, created the program around classes I took and I really? was I, I was like the blueprint of it, which was Oh, cool. that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Um so that. yeah, there's that. Uh, so I knew you graduated from there, but I didn't know they modeled that. Like, uh, like that's that's a cool little tidbit. It's now a major. Like, I wish I could go back and like. Well, I, I, no, I liked having the because at the time, like, I'm I'm into things like this podcast, yeah. and and a lot of different media things. So it's not just movies, but like, I think I still would have continued with it as a minor. But I, yeah, they basically modeled it after me. Um, 
Yeah, fourth fact, I'd say uh, very Italiano. Uh, I'm very, very, very Italian. Um, My man. I'm very <laughs> proud to be. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, I'm not one of those Italians that try to, like, be as American as possible. Like, my mom's straight off the boat. My my three three of my grandparents are off the boat. I mean, it's it's part of me, so it means that uh, I'm if I'm your friend, I'm I'm like I'll be one of your best friends. But it means if uh, I can attest that if I'm your enemy, I will go to no lengths <laughs> to destroy you and not feel bad about it. I've seen it. I've witnessed it firsthand. So. <laughs> I can definitely attest to that. It's it, and that's not a wrestling gimmick. No, uh, that's real life. Yeah, that's real life. Oh, jeez, <laughs> what would be a fifth one? Uh, uh, I guess the fifth one would be I've got a fiance Nicole, who's my best friend in the world, and she's like, like everything to me. And we have a family with a dog and a cat, and uh, you know, I just love my family and love my life and. I, I live for, I live for like three things like movies, wrestling, and um, music, and like those are my three interests, and I'm happy in those zones. Awesome, that's solid top five, dude. Boom. Um, yeah, Nicole got a little got a little name drop little here on the sh- show. She's gonna have to, to listen Nicole to. Garcia, yeah. She's gonna have to listen now. Uh, very good. All right, you ready to make a list? I'm ready. Let's let's make, make a list. All right, everybody. So what the deal is here? This is their top ten movie trilogies list, and uh, Rob does have some honorable mentions. We'll let him start off with those in just a moment. Uh, but we're actually double listing this one. Okay, this is kind of cool. This is really cool. We did this with Kyle a couple weeks ago with the beer list. Uh, for this one, we are going to do ten of our favorite. We're not saying that they're the best. We're not the, uh, but our favorite. Maybe something that resonates with us. All right, movie trilogies. But we're also going to sub rank the three movies in that trilogy. Ooh, so adding a little extra factor to a this. A list within a list. I know it's listception. Listception is <laughs> upon us. So uh, very good. So as we do every episode, of course, let's turn on our su- our little. Uh, Copyright-free, royalty-free music radio. Don't want to get sued. <laughs> there we go. My friend Rob, you got some honorable mentions. Let's start off with your with your HMs. Okay, uh, honorable mention. Uh, although, okay, it's kind of like I probably sh- it's it's one of those things where like I haven't seen all the movies, but I know it's probably on the list because the third movie I love and right. it's my the greatest western of all time. Uh, the Man with No Name. Uh, trilogy. I actually have it. I grew I, up on that. I own the first two. I own uh, Fistful of Dollars and for a few dollars more. I still just haven't seen them. <laughs> but I love uh, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly so much that like I, I just feel like if I didn't shout that out, there's going to be some pundit out there that's going to be like, oh, I wasn't on somebody's list. Or something. <laughs> um, also, uh, I feel like although the sequel trilogy to Star Wars doesn't deserve to be on there, I feel like the prequel uh, deserves the honorable mention. Okay. Because although some say it didn't st- start strong, I still find myself watching Phantom Menace all, all like a lot. Oh yeah, we'll be discussing that one further uh, for sure. Um, for Attack sure. of the Clones. Uh, I didn't hate as much as other people too, but like, it's a trilogy that got better and better. The third one is so amazing that like. Uh, how many trilogies can you say ended on top on the third one? Not a whole lot. I posted that graphic in your page a couple weeks ago, and it was like, first one good, like really good. Second one, third one, 
Yeah. And yeah, no, that, I can agree with that's that. That's the common, yeah, that's almost the commonality. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think those are my, oh, 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 the other honorable mention. I had another honorable mention. It just came to me because, uh, so every day on my Facebook group page, I do a recommendation uh, at night, uh, recommendation of the day, because I feel like I could totally fill uh, 365 movies that I enjoy in the year and keep going from there so because i'm crazy and neurotic and love movies so last night i posted a film called rampage and uh it's it's like this story about this guy who goes on a killing spree almost like columbine style like it's not the rocks one it's not the not the rock dwayne johnson's not killing anybody this is uh dude from freddy vs jason i think uh his like brother ends up killing him as freddy in that movie okay but uh He's really good in it, and someone reminded me that the second one was really good. Uh, the third one was, like, just meh, but okay. It was a finisher. But, uh, yeah, no, I wanted to, I wanted to mention Rampage. Okay. Rampage trilogy. Excellent, excellent. Now let's start uh, Let's start off with your number 10, then. Okay. Let's start off with your number 10. So I decided not to change this one, so I'm going to keep it. Uh, the Hobbit. And I know a lot of people don't like it. I personally don't understand why. Maybe because I'm not, like, a reader of the literature so much that, like, I don't care what isn't added as long as I get a good movie. You're right, right. Um, so, to me, it just felt like more good Lord of the Rings films. And, like, I don't know. I really did. I Some did. great mo- moments in that trilogy. Yeah, like, I don't know. You fell in love with Bilbo. Like, like I mean, his story needed to be told. And, like, I don't know what people were expecting, like... I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I don't think I saw any of them in theaters, but I enjoyed them. Okay. Um. So now I got to rank them in order. Yeah, rank them in order. Okay. Uh. I think I like the first one the best. Probably goes first, second, third. Right in a row. Okay. Yeah. Um. A lot of the Lord of the Rings movies blur together for me just because they're like very long and. A lot of like the same tropes. You wasted no like there was not a single second or minute wasted in those films. Right, they were three hours of lots of stuff. It, it sometimes they they jumble a little, a bit. little bit. So like, but I remember for the longest time only seeing the first one, so I know that's my favorite. Okay, so. all right, very good. Uh, my number ten, my number ten uh, is the original Mummy trilogy oh yeah i don't know why i didn't think of that <sighs> what a cult like a, what a cool series of movies seriously i really really enjoyed it to me this was brendan fraser at his finest yes. and the rest of the cast was fantastic of course they eventually brought in the rock even though he does a little scorpion king bit i don't count that as part of the part of the trilogy i just do have to acknowledge that it's its own franchise almost. it pretty much and they could have went further with it they could have went sub, further. a sub franchise but like definitely the mummy movies there's definitely three of those scorpion king did its own thing yes and absolutely not as well as the Mummy. no no, it was a little. It was the rock. It was like early rock stuff. So you know, it was a little. It was a little strange. But uh, no, the mummy was really cool adventure. You know, adventure flicks. We, you know, we watched them so many times. Uh, the villain, the, at least in the first two, ob- the obvious mummy was like the most interesting one. Yes, it was fantastic. Uh, I don't remember the actor's name who played it, but just the whole cast from top to bottom was was oh, right. was fun. It was a ro- uh, what's her name? Uh, Rachel uh, Welch or something like that. Uh, I. Think I think so. 
I, I'd have to. Oh, oh, let me look. At her. She's, a, <laughs> she's a smoke show British chick. You yes, guys all know. yes. You guys are yelling at us right now. <laughs> I'm so bad with names. I'm so bad with actors' names. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it. I think I have the trilogy on DVD, but uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up. With, I loved. I loved ancient Egypt. Like I love world history and like ancient Egypt type stuff. And they yeah. brought a lot of elements of that into. And it was just straight terrifying. And it did, they did a good job of. Uh, Com- combining action and horror together. Yeah. So there's a fine line between the two genres. It really did. That first one was terrifying when the mummy was awoken, was finally awake, awoken. And, yeah. And there was a really cool element of it. Uh, but if I had to rank them, I'd probably do it just like uh, just like you did with The Hobbit. It'd probably be the first one, number one, two, number two, three. It was nostalgic. It was cool. But it's not as memorable. I'm not gonna lie, I've never seen it. Okay, so I even forgot what the, the it's something about the Dragon King or something uh, like Tomb that. Tomb of the Dragon Tomb, Emperor. Tomb of the yes, that's what it was. Tomb of the Dragon it's Emperor. Place in uh, China. Yeah. yeah, it was a little different. I mean, they were a little bit older. Which um, is okay. Yeah, yeah. different. Okay. That's when I started going to like the movies a little bit more. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see this because I love the Mummy. Like that was such a cool thing. I never, never forget when my dad first brought home the the, the old blockbuster VHS tape. Me, my mom, my sister. Uh, I don't think I don't know if my brother was around quite yet, or if he was, he's just a baby. And my dad, and we'd all just sit around and watch. And those movies brought like they were just so much fun. Oh, just yeah. so much fun. Little Indiana Jones, a little you know. Yeah, that was my first impression. It was just enough Indiana Jones where it's like this this adventure style flick with various weird elements. So very good. Uh, what's your number nine? Okay, my number nine. Hold on one sec. Got to pull the list back up. Yes, this one came after deliberation and like an oh man moment. Like I forgot to put this in, uh, Ninja Turtles trilogy. Um, Very good. Oh my god! Like, yeah, you're gonna see with some of these lower ones that like maybe like one ones off. Like I feel like the perfect trilogies came like. They're very few. To have, I don't think they're very few perfect, but the, uh, the first two movies in this series are so good. The first one is still, to me, the Ninja Turtles movie. Perfectly dark. Uh, the the Jim Henson puppetry was so awesome. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, there's swearing in it, which is great. <laughs> um, Casey Jones, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the second one, which, you know, great. That's what a lot of people's favorite Secret of the Ooze, right? Yeah, that was the second I, one. I mean, it's not my favorite. Uh, it went a little too kitty. They actually uh, took away the weapon. Like, they couldn't use the weapons. That's right. The, like, the only one that could was Donatello. Um, but, like, it had, you know, the vel- Vanilla Ice Go Ninja Go, which is iconic. It had Super Shredder, which is iconic. Uh, it had Toker and Razor, which is, like, was the movie version of Bebop Rocksteady. <laughs> iconic. Like, I'll take that movie. I mean, the third one is pretty, pretty, pretty far off. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I enjoy it for, like, a Ninja Turtles adventure, but it felt like it should have been, like, an episode of the TV show. Right. Instead uh, of a whole movie devoted to it. Film, that's understandable. Yeah. That's understandable. But, that uh, one, that's, I mean, that's a great one. And uh, yeah. it holds a special place in my heart because, as you know, yeah. I think we've talked about it. My great uncle actually did all the fighting choreography for those movies. Yes, uh, which is something I hold and like I hold that like proudly to my chest. It's like 
Yeah, a lot of was a part of the. A lot of people forget that those are Golden Harvest films, which were like Bruce Lee. That's who he worked with over when he went back to Hong Kong. Yep. Uh, to make a name for himself, and so so the legend of martial arts is in that production company, and it continued in those movies. That's why actually I do like three because there are some moments of good choreography in it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, no. And if I had to rank these movies, uh, yeah, it goes one, two, three. One, two, three, in order. Okay. But like two is very close to one. Okay. Just out of nostalgia, but like that that first one, nothing beats it, man. Okay. I love it. I love that. I had a feeling you would add that one. And Raphael's the best Ninja Turtle ever. <laughs> if anybody has anything to say, <laughs> very debated. It's highly debated. Find, find me on social media. It's, it's highly debated in the uh, in the in the turtle community. Yes. Uh, all right, my number nine. My number nine. I love... There was like this age. It was like the late 90s, early 2000s where like buddy cop films were kind of coming back. Yeah. All right. And one that really... S- close to my heart. Rush Hour. Oh, yeah. Jackie Chan was like... He's that dude. Yes. He's that dude. He legend. was absolute legend. All his own stunts. Um, that alone, like the movie doesn't even have to be good. No, if it's if it's Jackie Chan, like he's doing his own stunts. It's worth watching. Exactly. It, no, it's 100. percent Him and uh, Chris Tucker, they Chris were the Tucker, perfect yeah. like buddy cop ass like di- duo. And an odd couple. The very, they rolled off each other very very well. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> and then he rolls that back to him in the sequel. Yeah, dude, it was like it's good storytelling. It's perfect. Uh, yeah, I loved it. You know, there's Jackie Chan did a couple of those. He did the Shanghai series with Owen Owen Wilson too. Yes, yes. Uh, which were I think there was only two of, two them, of them, but yeah. still like fantastic movie. I still like. I still got a soft spot he, for him. He's the master of martial arts and comedy, and which, which is a good blend. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like the, the the martial arts aspect was like it wasn't like terrible. It was great. It was yeah. actually really great. It was up to snuff for usual Jackie Chan. Like, they didn't hold him back. He did all this normal stuff, and they added this funny action bit to it, and it was it was fantastic. It was wonderful. That's another one where people start. Analyze it. So I'm interested in seeing where you rank them. But like people start really analyzing those ones, and like it's another deal where I go, like there's a bad one, or like, <laughs> like you like people say the third one is bad. Right. I, in my opinion, there's no bad. There's no bad. In is this there one. like there's no bad rush hour. No. Like it's just keep keep them coming. Another fond memory. I, I used to when I used to do uh, I used to do campouts in the backyard. I have like a group of friends. And we go like set. We set up a tent in the backyard. We throw s'mores. We actually play video games. Like that was the, those were the days. But the first one I ever did, we all went to the movies right before. And Rush Hour Three was that one. And it was uh, it was funny. The whole Chris Tucker bit with uh, who are you? <laughs> no, you. That's me. I'm you. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's probably the funniest part of that movie. It's so there was so much goodness to it. Uh, but if my, me ranking them, uh, it's Rush Hour Two. Okay. Then one than three but i hold them all in very high regard good yeah yeah well, stop with the hate folks it is like you're looking for perfect movies folks like can't we can't we accept movies that are like 6.5 or higher like yeah. passing grades yeah like, come on i'm just grateful that you know they still put out movies like that exactly. um all right number eight okay for me okay so my eight is uh the newer planet of the apes trilogy Oh, that's a good yes. one. Uh, that's I like I, that. not a bad movie in the trilogy. I the thing I love them all. 
different lead characters, which I didn't necessarily hate. It was hard. Like, yeah, I wanted to see, like, James Franco kind of continue in some movie, sort of role. you get behind each guy. Yeah, like, really, like, really behind. And, uh, but no, I enjoyed every one of but those. But it's Caesar who you're really following. Yes. You're really following the big, like, they actually made him the main to character. be the beginning of their civilization and what would eventually be, like, the older movies, you know? Right. And... Uh, that first one is such a strong first one for me. Like I love it. It's 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 an emotional movie. Uh, it's sad. It's not your atypical like good guy bad guy thing. Uh, there's it it touches on something that's dear to my heart, which is uh, Alzheimer's and right. Um, it's uh, just love it. It's sad and it, it like I remember it giving me like a tear in the eye the first time I saw it. So I love that movie. Uh, I thought Dawn was really good too. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Who was J- uh, John Connor in Genesis? Yeah, I don't remember it. his name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. He did. He was. He was great. Yeah. I, I liked. I liked that one, and then I thought it ended really strong with uh, War, War for the Planet of the Apes, because that was emotional. Like, uh, spoiler alert. I guess. No, should I go there? It's it's been out for a couple years. It's all right. Good. Yeah. I guess. All right. So if you haven't heard, if you haven't seen it, shame on you. And <laughs> like Caesar, the way he goes out at the end, and like it's just like it, it brought the tear back. Like where I thought Dawn was like actually a step down, I thought like War was a step back up. So uh, if that goes right into my listing of it, it would be like the first one is the best one, third one next, and, and then, then second one. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, I get comes with like pets animals like the whole separation thing like it pulls up my heartstrings yeah like you hear stories about like dogs getting take away from their owners or even owners just abandoned straight up abandoning their dogs and i felt like i felt that watching that first one right and like how like that scene where like he he gets out and he like attacks like some the neighbor whatever it was yeah mailman or whatever it was like you just understand like like and you feel the emotion and that's a primate like that's a that's a they're close to us so they're one of the few animals that we connect with just looking at each other yeah you know so it's it and then um you know what's his name did great as uh as uh as the mocap guy oh yeah yeah um, andy circus is, is does everything man he has phenomenal. Hands everything phenomenal <laughs> so yeah i love those films that's my eight very good my number eight uh, how many of these do I have on here? I only have, okay, two superhero trilogies on here. Ooh. All right. This one is the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Sam Raimi Spider-Man. This, oh, man. What a, I, growing up in the late 90s, I always hated that there was such a lack of superhero stuff to watch, right? There were, you had the cartoons, but there that's wasn't, all like... That's had, though. That's it. The, you had, like, like, the Batman, Batman movies. Superman. I didn't own the Batman movies. I didn't own the Superman movies. The cartoons kind of came on, because I don't... They, they kept a lot of that stuff on TV. They didn't so much... They didn't release it like they do now. Right. Like, you can't even just the, go... Even films, like, there was, like, Captain America made-for-TV movie. And right. Like, uh, and you can never... Flash made-for-TV. And they never... They didn't release, like, a lot of that stuff until, like, within the last 10 years. Uh, but the Sam Raimi Spider-Man changed everything. I was so floored when that movie came out. The, the first Spider-Man was... you know, Well, Spider-Man was that guy for me. Like, yes. growing up, he was the relatable guy. He was relatable. And, oh, the way that they, like... The visuals in that movie are still so good, and they hold up well today. Oh, absolutely! They very well hold and up the today. The stories, like that, uh, 
like the second movie for the longest time for me was the like golden goose of comic book movies. Pinnacle, yep. Like what I think in my head when I think comic book movie. It wasn't even like it was my favorite, but it was like if I wanted to watch a comic book movie, that's what I went to. Right. Because I wanted to see that kind of action. It finally like perfected what the action on the comic book page finally came to like live action. It did. Yeah, you'd start to see some elements like that. I mean, I wasn't the biggest comic. I read comics, but you start to see some elements that seem familiar from the comics actually put into the movie, which I thought was a huge deal. Uh, but that trilogy, man, it employed so many great characters, memorable villains that, uh, to me at least, one of the villains can't be replaced. And that would probably be Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus. Oh, absolutely. I can't see anybody else playing him. Oh, but I can't see anybody not playing uh, Norman Osborn. That one too. They they yeah, tried it with the, the with the second uh, the Andrew Garfield trilogy, and I just I, it wasn't like I wasn't as invested. Yeah, I, I wasn't mean, as invested he, in even it. Even for um, even for a Harry, he wasn't a good Harry. Uh, no. Uh, I thought James Franco was a good Harry because uh, he looked you, the part. First movie, you like you like him, and then like second movie, so to you like hate him, and then you're really hating him in the beginning of the third movie, and then he comes and like makes the save, makes the save, which is like I get similar the, to the story arc of the comic. Dude, I get the chills. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I did read that book. That was it. Two seventy-five. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's two seventy-five. Well, spectacular. Or two hundred. Two hundred. It's yep. two hundred. That's what the it was. Two seventy-five is the one with uh, I think it has venom on it, or, or something along the lines of that. But oh my god, yeah, they, I get the chills watching that scene when yes. you think Spider-Man. He's just getting wrecked. Sandman, Venom's got him, and then Harry makes the ultimate like baby face turn and, and risks his whole life for it spoiler alert again if you haven't seen this movie that's shame on you I yeah mean, i don't that's a like i was i remember being disappointed with the third one when i left theaters and i and maybe because we were so spoiled with a really good second one and it i guess it took me i mean all these years of comic book movies like we've now since then it's been like what 13 years worth oh uh, seven yeah oh seven the third one came out so yeah. like yeah no i can i went back watching it recently and i didn't think it was as offensive nearly as i thought right back then uh i still like it i i mean topher grace was a strange choice for venom but for me it was cool to see venom on screen because i was like this uh, years ago i was like this is something i'll never see and yeah. live action and now we've had two different venoms right uh now at this point in time but uh oh man yeah it's kind of cool it's just how you know the first movie there's all these characters you know uncle ben and may norman osborne and all these and then it just the the herd just slowly thins until it's literally just it's literally just spider-man and harry yeah. you know yeah. it, it's kind of it's just it was a really cool uh it, it's really cool everything came full circle but uh yeah Spider-Man 2 is my number one. Spider-Man 1 is my number two. And Spider-Man 3 is my number three. Not surprised. So, yeah, yeah, not too bad. But all right, number seven. All right, seven. I Okay, so here's one that people are going to shit all over. (laughs) And I don't care. Uh, The Matrix trilogy. I almost put this. I was close. Yeah. See, it was like that one and uh, Sam Raimi were like what I was tossing up. I just think I was more disappointed in Spider-Man 3 than I was in anything that came after the first matrix uh like so i do this a lot like if i thought if i have like a lower opinion of a movie i like to uh i like to go back and i like to rewatch them just so that i am i don't know i like to see if my tastes have changed if i've matured a little bit so 
you know, that's something I, I, I've done with these Matrix movies. That's something I've done with the, like I said, with the uh, Spider-Man movies. Um, so, yeah, that first one, everybody admits, best Matrix film. I mean, it's, I mean, just the concept, the layout, all that stuff, like the idea of all of it, uh, a different take on machines versus man. Yeah, I mean that was the be all end all trilogy back in the day. Everybody was talking Matrix. Yes, it was a light. It was like a lifestyle. Yes, <laughs> and like so, I don't know what people were expecting once again with um, like the second and third one. Like I, at the time, I thought the second one was weak. I, I hear all these opinions, which is so different. Like I had to find these out later. I always thought Revolutions was better than Reloaded. Okay. Like that was, oh, like, and I thought it was like clear as day. And then, like, to start getting on the internet and reading like movie reviews and what people think, to find out that you all think that Revolutions is garbage and that Reloaded <laughs> is better. Like, Reloaded is all is just a bridge to get to Revolutions. Yep. Like, Revolutions is the battle. It is like, it, it's the machines and man coming together to take on the evil of Smith. Like, like. I don't know. I don't know. I love the third one, the music, the the final battle the, between Smith and Neo. Uh, I think it's classic. A lot of and, cool combat scenes and a lot of cool co- choreography in that. Absolutely, absolutely. The slowing down stuff, like everybody was like, everybody like matrixing became a phrase. Everyone was just trying to matrix. Movies that didn't have any kind of reason for <laughs> special powers or weird things started doing it, and you were like. You're like what? Like oh, the where first, did that the come first from? Shrek movie they did it. Oh yeah. When uh, Princess Fiona's fighting the the Robin Hood and his merry men in the woods. Yeah. And they she does the kick thing and she they do a total spin. I was like, it, it, yeah, it just became this point of reference and like a really fun period of times for movies. Absolutely. So like, <laughs> if you go back, uh, so I'll just say yeah, the first Matrix is my number one. Personally, three is my next one, and then two. But going back, if you really like go back and rewatch them. What's cool about Reloaded is it focuses more on being inside the Matrix and all the stuff involved in that and gaining powers inside of that. And then if you look at Revolutions, it's all about how all of that translates to the real world and the real war against the machines and what the real world is and what Neo is to that. So uh, it's real deeper and I hope they go. I wanted to sneak it in there because pretty soon we're not going to have, it's not going to be a trilogy and it couldn't matter. So that's really. Yeah, I did hear they're talking about doing. They are filming it. Oh, they are filming it now. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Interesting. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Uh, this is one of your honorable mentions for my number seven. I'm with the prequel trilogy. Okay. Star Wars prequel trilogy. Uh, this was my, you know, this is my generation Star Wars. It's what I grew up with. Fell in love with all the characters. I caught episode one at just, you know, just the right age where I didn't think, like, it was bad. I was, like, excited about it. And I understand why people didn't like it, like older generations. Uh, but then I, you know, I, I think I watched episode one first, and then I watched the trilogy, the original trilogy. So then I started to understand why some of the older generations weren't super fond of episode one. But to me, it was still like, that's my generation's take on Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Oh, great. I mean, just very memorable characters. I get excited because obviously they're past the prequels now. They're way past it. I get excited when prequel moments, things characters get mentioned Come up, like in newer stuff like it like that was one of my few like cool moments in uh, episode eight where uh 
Luke mentioned Darth Sidious, who after episode three, I mean, obviously the original trilogy was first, but he was never like ever referred to that right. in the original trilogy. Or like uh, Rogue One, where uh, when they bring back um, uh, uh, Leia's uh, father, but not... Oh, Bale, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Bale that was cool. Not. They made a clone reference um, in episode seven. Mon Mothma being in it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That was really cool stuff. Uh, I thought the casting was was great. Uh, people like to crap on Hayden Christensen's Anakin, and I, like, I, I thought it was great. I think he did the best with the stuff he was with the given. script. His lines were not great. Some of the some of the scenes, even in at Revenge of the Sith, which is my favorite, like it's like my third favorite Star Wars movie period, but even some scenes in that, like, are cringeworthy. Like the balcony scene between Natalie Portman and. In Hayden Christensen, where they're talking about like, sand, like no, no, see that was the movie before. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, but yeah. This okay, one, it right. was like, <laughs> so would you say you're blinded by love? It's like so nauseatingly bad, like, and it was literally a scene you could tell they just threw in there to give them a little bit something more before he started having dreams that were bad about her. Right, right. To show just a little bit more relationship, and it was just like... Bleh. Yeah, because we hadn't gotten to but yeah, it could have been done a little bit better. I can understand that. Uh, yeah, just a cool era. I used to collect the toys from this generation until my brother opened them all up. I had a whole huge box full like toys, oh, wow. so packages. I ended up playing with them. He's like, nope, now you open up. Here I am, 12 years old, and I got a little Anakin. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to play. <laughs> I'm going to play. No shame with that. Uh... A lot of cool video games and stuff have spawned from that trilogy, and a lot of it was nice to kind of take a step back. George Lucas has always done a great job of. Uh, well, I I think it's always cool to uh, start later in the story and then go backwards to see how it ends up. And I think I attribute that a lot to George Lucas's way of telling Star well, Wars. Nobody, nobody did it before that. No, there was the, people try all the time now. Prequel wasn't in our vernacular until Episode One. Right. Nobody had heard of a prequel. Yeah, it was very different. Very different. But uh, my rankings: it's it's Revenge of the Sith is number one. Attack of the Clones two. Phantom Menace three. Love them both. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, head and shoulders above the other two, in yes, my opinion. Absolutely, fantastic like I way. Said, my third favorite. Honestly, yeah, yeah it's the the Anakin Obi Wan fight was is honestly my probably my favorite, if not top three, movie battles of all time. Final. Battles. I was gonna say okay. it's my number one. Okay. Cinematic fight. So much emotion. of all time. Yep. And this is including Marvel. This is including the Avengers films. Yeah. This is including anything the raid anything and if there's actually a really cool youtube video that compares the final fight in the raid to to the fight uh uh in revenge of the sith the lightsaber battle okay cool. so people should look that up okay but um greatest I def- fight, cinematic fight i would definitely have to say yeah because like you know you almost half knew you knew the overall story you knew what was coming but you didn't know how it happened and that's what kept you intrigued that's what kept you intrigued, and the choreography was was perfect. It was the best lightsaber battle. Honestly, episode three's lightsaber battle was awesome, as well as the episode one. Right. Uh, one against Darth Maul. One at the time before three was the greatest lightsaber battle yeah. of all time. Yep. It, like... Showed the athleticism. It showed this different era of Jedi versus Sith, where, you know, the original trilogy got, yeah, Luke, who was trained, not like they used to be, and it just wasn't very... Uh, it was more... 
Shakespearean, I think, the older ones. Absolutely. And this one's more, the newer ones have been more athletic for the most part. Yeah, and uh, I just think, uh, you know, I remember, like you were saying, you were a kid. I was like 14 when it came out, 15. I think so, I was eight, eight or so, yeah. So, like, I still, I liked it because of that Darth Maul fight alone. Yeah. Uh, everybody my age hate, just hated Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> so, which is, like, fair enough. But, like, there's so much other things to hate about it. I mean, I, everybody hated Little Annie, too. I mean, he's a, he was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? But uh, it could really be. I don't know. I could go back and watch anything Star Wars, so it really should be on the list. I, I, I feel bad for not. At least you honorably, honorably mentioned it. It yeah, is honorably it honorably there. Oh. Uh, all right, my friend, number six, what do we got? Let me get back to... Uh, <laughs> oh, hold on one sec. Six. Yep. Uh, the Godfather. Because you have two of like the greatest films of all time in that trilogy. For it to not be on the list is would be ludicrous. Now a lot of people say, Oh, the three doesn't count, this and that. And I for years, for years, for years, for years, for years, I used to say the same thing. I was with you people. Like, yeah, three, oh what an abomination. Now, imagine it's like 1980s, and they're like, hey, we're going to make another Godfather, right? And Francis Ford Coppola is like, I want to make this Dracula movie, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Hey, if we try to do this three, it'll, it'll bring in the money for it. And they had this cool idea with, like, feuding families. It was going to be uh, Tom Higgins versus, uh, you know, uh, Corley Michael Corleone's gang, this and that. And then all of a sudden... Uh, uh, Robert Duvall drops out and he's like, I don't want to do it. And you're like, well, not what? We're supposed to make a three. <laughs> not what? <laughs> do you want us to tell everybody to go home? And he's like, no, just do, tell them to do whatever. So they're like, all right, we're going to make a three, guys. Like, okay. So they did the best they could. Uh, I actually review, like I said, I go back, I review movies I don't like. Uh, I recently was showing my fiance Nicole uh, the Godfather films because it's a rite of passage of being in my family and we can't even get married until she sees all of them uh, so yeah and I appreciated the third one I really did uh, just because it wasn't one of the greatest movies of all time didn't mean it wasn't a great movie right uh, uh, I think um, uh, what's his name Andy Garcia was great in it um, and Al Pacino's always great oh yeah Diane Keaton's always great. So uh, that's so. If I had to go, okay, uh, I'm going uh, two, one, three. But I mean, it's one is like a hair under two. Okay. Like, like it's it's like essentially they need each other to exist. Like it, they're I don't know. Uh, it, and but three's not bad, folks. Like stop hating on three. That's where everybody gets the line. I uh, thought I was out, and they pulled me back in. Like, come on. Like, that's a great line, and, like, you people just get over the incest between Michael's daughter and, and her first cousin. <laughs> if you could look past that, it's a good film. <laughs> Fantastic way to finish on that I'd one. drop this mic, but it wouldn't sound good for you folks. No, no, <laughs> probably not. Probably wouldn't be as enjoyable as it's in a pro wrestling ring. Uh, my number six, I'm going to go Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park Trilogy. Ooh, this one was uh, another cool one. Uh, 
So this is obviously assuming that Jurassic World's its own trilogy, which yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's the way I look at it. Okay. That's the way I looked at it. I like that. Because uh, obviously there's plans for the third one. They've been trying to film it. Uh, and Yeah, and they, they are. Yeah, they, I think in the middle of filming it, once all the, everything's kind of clears up, they're going to go back to it. Oh. But uh, yeah, Jurassic Park, the first three films, uh, really, really good trilogy. It, it made way. It was really It was like my Easter like movie. Every year I would get like one of these for Easter. I actually started off, I seen the the first one on TV, a little bit here and there, but the first one I actually owned on VHS was Jurassic Park 3. Oh, wow. So, again, starting with the end of the story, working sure. my way back. Uh, and Jurassic Park 3, in hindsight, obviously not one of the great Jurassic Park movies, oh, no. but it was fun and different in its own right. I, li- I like it better than the last Jurassic World movie, though. No, that's fair. That's completely fair. I, the last Jurassic World movie is my least favorite Jurassic Park movie. That's fair. Uh, you know that, uh, what was her name? The lead female in that one. Oh, uh, buh, buh, uh, Tia Leone? Okay, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Ja- Paul Kirby's wife. I call her the first Karen. Because <laughs> she was. Stop yelling. What? Rawr. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like you got to have people like that to kind of set up the rest of the film. But um, uh, great cast of characters, you know, top to bottom. I mean, I thought they were all fantastic actors, no matter how their role was used. So a lot of people didn't like the second one. I have a swerve for you. Huh. The second one's my favorite. Wow. Yeah. It's a bold proclamation. It's like just a hair above the first Jurassic Park, all right? Uh, yeah, I, I, like, I like Jeff Goldblum, and I just thought it was funny how he had this sense. He still kept his humor from the first movie, but he was more like more serious. He just looked drastically different. He was too. more of a protagonist. He was a nicer guy he was more humbled by the experience of the first film yeah he changed he Um, changed it was understandably so i think it's like from a psychology standpoint they did a really good job with his growth and they cast again another great cast of characters i liked uh forgot the actor's name but uh roland tempo was really cool the hunter for for ingen he had like a good sense of morality yeah he was with them but he wasn't with them right he was kind of just their protector he had good leadership quality uh and a young Vince Vaughn. Right, right. I don't know. I, I don't know Vince Vaughn's whole career, but that might have that might be the earliest Vince Vaughn movie I remember. To me. Oh yeah. It uh, came out in '97. That, I, yep. I remember him from Swing. That's true too. But it was just after that. It was. It was. It was. It was a lot of comedies. Right. It was a lot of comedies. But the Lost, the Lost World after that was yep. the next thing I saw. Man. Okay. But yeah, that's my bold. That's probably my boldest number one is Lost World. All right. I get some flack for it, but yeah, Lost World, GP, I like, uh, I like and it GP3. In I mean, when the T Rex is going down the neighborhood, it's and, and eats the dog. And, <laughs> that's uh, what did it for me. Yeah. I actually have a board game for Jurassic Park to uh, Lost World, Jurassic wow. Park. It's really <laughs> neat. But uh, all right, top five. We're into the top five. Okay. Once again, I gotta pull it up because my phone is ridiculous. Uh, Back to the Future. Vince would love you for that one. Yeah, I uh, just rewatched it, showing Nicole it recently because she like grew up watching nothing. So, like, our, the past five years, our relationships just catching her up on things. And oh my god, I mean, it's another one of those cases. One and two, which one's better? Like. I personally like two because you not only get like to go back to one essentially because you go back in time, but you get the future and all that stuff, the flying, uh, the flying uh, skateboards and the flying cars and, and all that. Um, 
And then, like, the third one, like, it's not even, like, like a step down. It's just a Western. And it's, like, it's just a change of genre. But it does a Western really well. I do like time travel stuff, the time travel aspect. And it was a, it was a fun Western. It was, I mean, those movies were, they were, they were meant to be goofy. Yeah. They were meant to be goofy, and I thought they brought a fun, goofy take on a western. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, they were atypical, like uh, under the tree of Spielberg. You know, Robert Zemeckis being under that tree, like it, it, it was all very '80s Spielbergish, like. And but they're very well-made movies. I think they, they. I've heard people argue that the time travel wouldn't work, but the way they. Uh, have in and out points and explain them. If you actually pay attention to the movie, they do make sense. There's only like one little thing that doesn't make sense at the very end of like three. Uh, like otherwise, like come on, folks. Like great movie. Michael J. Fox is the best, and so is Christopher Lloyd. So no, it, it's it, classic casting. Classic. Uh, go two two one three. Two one three. Yeah, two, one, that's three. fair. That's fair. Uh, I like that. My number five, this is my last superhero trilogy on here. And this might be on your top ten. It might be. I don't know. Uh, you don't, don't spoil it if it is. Don't spoil it if it is. Uh, I'm going to go Captain America. Captain America trilogy. Ooh. Yeah. Iron Man. <laughs> I, the first one was mind-blowing. I didn't hate the second one as much as everyone else did. The third one was a little wacky for me. Third one is still the, the to me my least favorite MCU. MCU? Yeah, yeah, I'm in that same boat. Uh, I'm in that same boat. But Captain America, man, he literally got brought right back into the spotlight. Yes, with that. 90s were all X Men and all Fantastic Four and Spider Man, uh, but mostly Spider Man and in in Fantastic Four. Once Captain America came into the fray. Uh, you could see, like, in comics, they've really pushed him, pushed him to that main event level again. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he, absolutely. He came down a little bit, and then, but this this made him like super mainstream, and Cap was everywhere on everything. Yeah, because I mean, at one point, Captain America was the face of Marvel. Right? Yeah, back uh, in the the, vent- the classic days. Yeah, so classic before Spider Man, like, uh, and but people would be shocked, like, because I was a comic book fan in the '90s, like. Avengers weren't popular at all. No. Like, at all. Like That's X-Men. why when they announced it, I didn't know how well it would do. Yeah, and I remember like even going into those movies and thinking like into Avengers and being like, Okay, let's see if this is any good, you know. But like Captain America like having all that history, I even had a video game on Game Gear, Captain America, I think in the Avengers or something. I got that on our Raspberry, but we could play that today. Oh my god, I want to play it. It's we'll play that today. Uh, <laughs> so like he was always like supposed to be like an A guy, but he was almost passe in the nineties. Yeah. And then like what, he did have that film. He did have that that Captain America film. Yeah. Nobody cared about. <laughs> and nobody it. cared like, about. It. I, I didn't hate it. I, I watched it back, and it was like I had it on tape. I, I used to watch it. <laughs> but uh, he yeah, it wasn't really till the uh, Civil War story. And yeah, and his assass- his subsequent assassination. And people that. care. Nobody cares till you're gone. Right. Uh, two of these movies, two of the movies in the top uh, in this in the trilogy, some of my favorite superhero films of all time. One of them, my third favorite superhero superhero movie of all time. All right, uh, rankings in order: The Winter Soldier is my number one. Okay. 
Civil War is number two, and the uh, Captain America: The First Avengers is, is number three. Uh, Winter Soldier like blew my mind, blew my mind. Uh, there was a period of time, and there's been a lot of MCU movies since then, but where I, I only held it second to The Dark Knight. Yeah, there was yeah. a period of time. Uh, but yeah, that's my number five. Wow, that's very nice. All okay. right, number four. All right, one second. Okay, four. Uh, the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. And you would think I'm like some kind of like Lord of the Rings fan because I have like both of them in there. I am, but like I'm not like I didn't read them. I didn't, it wasn't like the biggest deal to me. It's just those are really well made movies. Uh, the original trilogy, like everybody says, the weakest one's the first one. I love the Fellowship. It's more storytelling. It, it was just more storytelling. It, yeah, it wasn't the war yet, but it was like a journey of like a, a small band of fighters to go on a journey, you know, start the journey and like how they all got separated and then everything came came to be in the next movies. Like, so, and it's a trilogy that got better and better. I, I, I think Return of the King's the best of them. So I go three, two, one. Um, and I was there opening night, like every one of those movies. And, and I wasn't even the biggest fan, but like, can you imagine? And these, this was back in the opening night days where opening night was midnight. Like midnight showings were actually at midnight. And I went to Return of the King. So now you got like, you got your half an hour of previews and then you've got a four hour movie and you know, you're not getting out till almost five in the morning. Like, come on. (laughs) People have a spoil nowadays. Oh, they Uh, do. They definitely do. You know, and I just, I don't know. Great movies. Christopher Lee's great. Uh, You know, Frodo, you know. Another great, like, Hidden Gems cast. You kind of knew everybody in there, but there was no big name, like super. Like Christopher Lee might have been the big name, or Ian McKellen might have been sure, the biggest name both stars. Both of them are the biggest. Uh, but you had Sean Astin, you had, you had uh, yeah. Elijah Wood, you had uh, Liv Tyler. Like Liv Tyler. Viggo Mortensen, he would have been around for a little while, but I think Lord of the Rings was the. Everybody kind of hitting that straight. Hugo that, that like Hugh, Hugo Weaving. That was another one. Uh, oh God, who's the guy who played Legolas? Uh, right, that guy. I can't really. I can't remember it. <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Jones. No. It was a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Orlando Bloom. Blue. Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these people hit their stride. You know, you started uh, the one actor who played either Dominic. Uh, Monahagen or whatever it is, one of the either Pippin or Mary, yeah. And you've seen him in like Lost, and like you started to see these guys kind of pop up everywhere, right? So it was it was a it was a big turning. It was a wonderful piece of like cinematic history, the whole Absolutely. thing. So um, I'm glad you brought that one up. Glad, glad you brought that one up. Absolutely, thank you. What's your ranking? Uh, for uh, the, uh, three, two, one. Three, two, one. Okay. Yeah. All right. But uh, no, you know what? Well, <laughs> yeah, three, two, one. Three, two, one. Okay. But I really, 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 really like one. That's, like, I really do. I it made me want to go on adventures more. Like, when I became of age, like, I was all about, like, I want to go on adventure. Like, how cool would it be to just be, like, just grab some people to go on, like, a hiking adventure for, like, months on end. get all our, like, we'd watch, me and my friends in the neighborhood, we'd watch movies like this. Then all of a sudden you get your, like, your 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 toy swords and your you get a backpack full of stuff and you just go marching in the woods. It's back in like you know you could do those things you know. Yeah. Kids can't really play like that anymore, but that's what we used to do, man. No, that's those are the days. Those are the days. Uh, my number four. You also had this one on the list, and it is 
the cousin of the one you just mentioned. I, I have the Hobbit here. I have the Hobbit uh, at number four. Uh, I didn't know what to expect when they announced it. I read the book. It was a sh- it was a quick read compared to the rest of the story. Because uh, I had bought, my parents got me the the box set when I was uh, for Christmas the first year Lord of the Rings came out. Uh, I didn't know what to expect, and honestly, ended up. I mean, obviously, it's number four in here. It's honestly one of my favorite trilogies of all time. You can see a different mix of characters, uh, slightly different adventure. Again, like Star Wars, you see in the end of the story, and now you go back to the beginning of the story. It kind of makes a lot of things make sense. You hear a lot of references because right. there was an Aragorn reference at the very in the very last one with with uh, Legolas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gimli was mentioned. You get. You get I, a younger Gandalf and yes. and Saruman and a lot of these the Gladriel and, and all these characters. It was really cool, and there was a lot of very good action scenes in it. Uh, you know, the whole smog battle was 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 cool. They added a lot of stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Peter Jackson knew he was getting his money's worth. He's gonna get three three hour movies, and he did a pretty damn good job uh, doing it. Yeah, and uh, the lead character who played Bilbo Martin. Yeah, the uh, yeah, who's in the MCU? MCU his, his Shield member. Yeah, uh, you know, he did a great job playing playing young Bilbo. He did, and it was fun. Uh, just brought a cool, cool little mystique to it. Uh, and honestly, one of my favorite movie scenes is when is that third one, the Battle of the Five Armies, when uh, was it? No, it wasn't Theoden. Uh, oh God, I forget all their names now. The lead dwarf, uh, he starts to like come. He starts to come to right. He's, right, he's on right. the gold, the gold frenzy. He wants his stone, right. and he starts to come to. And they ring the bell and smash the door open, and they all start charging out. And all the dwarves start following him. And Gandalf's like, "Oh, they're rallying to their king." And yeah. it was. I, I just got the chills. Just, look at. Just I just now. got the chills just talking about the it. That's how cool it is. Literally rising <laughs> on his arm. It's such a cool, powerful moment. Yeah. That he. Uh, oh man. It's a cool. That's. I love that whole. Because he's like really a jerk and like just the whole rally there at the end yeah it's those are exciting movies and you know i don't know you people nitpick things too much i mean it, uh, peter jackson dedicated his life thorin thorin oak and shield jesus six yeah. movies that are you know ranging from three to five hours on one of them like come on he, 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 what do you want what do you want man <laughs> No, I agree. Uh, in order, it goes 3-2-1 for me. So Battle of Five Armies goes number one. Uh, Desolation of Smog goes number two. And An Unexpected Adventure, or Journey. Journey. Uh, it goes number three for me. But regardless, fantastic trilogy. And, uh, oh, I love rewatching it. But, yeah, that, that scene literally chills. But here we go. Top three. Oh, man. Here we go. Okay. But it's getting harder to breathe in here. <laughs> My number three. Is the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy? We matched. What you two? <laughs> we literally three? matched. We can talk about this together. Yes, we can. Oh yeah! Wow. That set the bar. That reset the bar. The bar we were talking about with like Spider-Man and like X-Men from back yes. in the day. Dark Knight trilogy reset the bar. Those movies blew my mind. Have you ever seen a trilogy? Where the first movie is your worst one, and it's not even a bad movie at all. I, yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I, I'm definitely in the same boat as that. I, I, cause I, yeah, I mean, personally, okay. I mean, let's get out of the way. The, the ranking. 
Uh, I go two, three, one. Yep. Yeah. Same way. Dark Knight's my. Well, now it's either one or two. It's either one or two uh, superhero movie of all time. It, it is. Dark Knight is so good. Heath Ledger. I don't know if people love it because of Heath Ledger passing after it, or if because Heath Ledger was just that good. But I still rewatch Dark Knight to this day, and I still catch something that I didn't realize before. There's so much to the movie. There's a lot. It's, it throws a lot at you. Uh, always one step. Joker was always one step ahead, and that's what made it so, so epic. And then having Two-Face kind of sneak in as a villain, was not expecting that. Right. Um, just uh, Christian Bale, though. Like, he has Why do you want to kill me? Everybody talks <laughs> about the voice, but, like, I don't know. I mean, I could look past it because he was trying to disguise himself. Like, yeah. Like, it made sense to me. Like, like even though at times it was kind of, like, rough, it was, like, it's, I think it's supposed to be. And <laughs> he was the perfect, like, Bruce Wayne. And I thought, like, when he got casted in the first place, I knew him from American Psycho. So it was, like, okay, he can wear a suit. He can be debonair. He can pull off some like a debonair person with a dark side. Yeah. Perfect. He was uh he he played that role so masterfully. I was actually a little disappointed when they didn't cast him for the new DC to just kinda continue that. Right. I understood why, but at the same time I was like, I really want to see these two interact. I didn't hate Batfleck, but Christian Bale's like my Batman. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like Michael Keaton's mine. Michael right. Keaton's good too, but like, well, really good. Uh, I shouldn't just say that, but no, the dark, yeah, Dark Knight was a highlight of that. Bane, Tom Hardy. Never knew that. Great character. Took me a long actor. time. Yeah. Yes. He 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 transforms himself any role, and he gives himself to anything. Uh, he he's just a phenomenal actor. Um, and uh, Selena Kyle. Uh, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, that like, was a nice touch. Great casting all around. Uh, really curious. I feel like it probably would have been a higher trilogy for me if Heath Ledger lived. And from what I heard, was supposed to be the judge in the in the third movie that oh, really? Scarecrow, or Scarecrow played. Yeah, that would have been a sweet swerve. That right. would have been an interesting swerve. But I yeah. You know, obviously fate had its way, but. I don't know. Great. I, what can you say? Like, and, and then like Raz Al Ghul in the first one, and Liam how that Neeson. that plays a whole arc all the it, way to the third it did. movie. It did. You didn't expect it to because there was there was almost no reference in the in Dark Knight in number two. But yeah, it had its rip, repercussions in the third one. Yeah, uh, a lot of good swerves in that. Uh, yeah, it was neat. It, yeah, just top to bottom, fantastic trilogy uh, yeah. in its own right. So. Crazy. I, I just wish they got more creative with the Dark Knight Rises as a title. I don't know. To me, it was always funny. That yeah, because that was his last outing as Batman. Like he disappeared after that, yeah, but it's him like, rising. Right, and it. But it he kind of like, did rise in the movie. Batman Begins. They brought Batman in the title. The Dark Knight was cool because it was just never used. But then it's just like the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> uh, okay, you just got lazy. <laughs> so yeah, but no. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, Dark Knight. Uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises, then uh, Batman Begins. That's okay. our, that's our that's I think both of us agreed on that. But all right, number two, what you got, my friend? My number two is Captain America. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I knew it. I and and this because 
this came up recently as like a topic of discussion between which is the better trilogy. Uh, I think I did it in the group between uh, the bat, uh, the Nolan Nolan verse and Captain America movies. If I examine both those movies and both those trilogies, Batman goes up, it apexes in the second one, and then just goes down slightly in the third one. Yeah. Captain America, to me, I know you you like Winter Soldier the best, and which like still. It, and and I'll admit is probably like the better movie than Civil better, War. I think action movie, maybe, maybe overall. I would say it's a better film than Civil War. Okay. I just prefer Civil Civil and War because no shame in that. There's like who doesn't want to see like the Marvel Cinematic Universe fight each other, and then like the whole emotion behind Tony finding out what happened with his parents and like taking out on on on, on um on Steve and. Just I, I I I thought those movies got better and better and better in terms of sucking me into caring about Captain America, caring about what was going on in the larger MCU. I think they're just very well done. Uh, another incident where the first movie I think's the weakest, and it's not it's not weak at all. No. It changed up the origin formula and put it in a time period that most people have seen movies in, which is the World War II and the Nazis and all that. So it put its own special twist in it. Yeah. Good. So, yeah. I don't know. In I, hindsight, too, not to not to cut you off, yeah. but I think Civil War was the perfect setup for Infinity War. Yes. It. Obviously, I mean, it literally. It, I mean, it, it split the team in part, and then now, like, we teams them. not to weaken them. So Thanos just kind of comes in and runs rough shot. Right. And then here you have Endgame, where they have to. I mean, Infinity War, they try to come together, but like Endgame, they actually all come together and they overcome the odds. Right. Civil War, the story runs a lot deeper than I think people realize, and it it's its repercussions do go all the way to Endgame. And then, you know, in that movie, you saw the introduction of the MCU Spider-Man, which has been my favorite to film, yep. period. And I said that just seeing the little bit in that movie. Right. I said it before Homecoming ever came out, or before he was ever in Infinity War. Because he's actually like a, portrayed as a, a young boy, yeah. <laughs> like a teenager. He was, his, his dialogue was great, and, and the action was great, and like, I don't know, I just, it, the Peter Parker in him is great, so uh, I... Yeah, that's that's my number. Uh, what are we on two? Yeah, that was two. Yeah, uh, my number two. I, I have a feeling we're gonna have a, a match number one. I have a, I have a hunch. Maybe, maybe. Uh, my number two is Lord of the Rings. We've already kind of right. talked about it a whole bunch. Yeah, just, I mean, I'm not gonna keep this long. It, it, great, like some of the the fighting scenes were some of the best and uh, very impressionable. Uh, the sets were incredible. If you go look at the behind the scenes stuff, like they did a really good job. Battle Helm's Deep, like. That was that was life. Yeah. That was that actually has me put two towers over Return of the King. Like very very close though. It's, it, it's very so very close. close. Movies, it's yeah. very close. Obviously, Return of the King, a lot more action, a lot more deeper story. You get the conclusion, you get that long ending. But two towers, like <laughs> Helm's Deep, was like important because now the teams split up and legit you're having three separate adventures go on at once. Right. Uh, you know, kind of. Well, you, they don't focus on Gandalf too much in that movie, but you have three separate adventures going at this time. Uh, Frodo and Sam struggles, and they, you know, they, they finally catch up with Gollum, and, yeah. and the, that whole angle. And the introduction, introduction of him. Yeah. yeah. Merry and Pippin with the with the trees, with the Ents, and Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, the, the three best fighters, kind of living. 
uh, and they group all together, and they're they're dealing with this whole thing in Rohan, and oh, that Battle of Helms Deep is amazing, absolutely it amazing. Is. It was the first. It was like the first war scene you were waiting for. You were like, like the people that didn't like that first movie, like I said, they didn't like that it was like a a, a journey journeyman type movie, but yeah. like. Everybody was like, I thought this was supposed to be like, you know, lots of fighting and stuff. And th that was where you saw it. And it was like a great taste of what was to come to. Because you're like, oh, how are they going to top that? How are they going to top And they did. They found. They certainly found a way in the third one. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. But yeah, two the Helm's Deep battle resonates a lot with me. Uh, very intense. Very, very intense. Seeing the, the thousands upon thousands of Urukai, Urukai come in and... Uh, the elves kind of coming in right before everything happens to make a save, yeah. and uh, a lot of a lot of cool, a lot of cool stuff. And it, it, it yeah, oh, I love that whole trilogy though. But Two Towers, Return of the King, Fellowship for me, but not a single bad movie in that mix. But here we go, number number one. one. All right, do you have what I have? I think so. Okay, so you have Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants trilogy. Yes. Yes. Oh, yay! How'd you, how'd we both get the, the, kidding. I don't even. They probably only had two movies. All right. So you have Star Wars. Yes. Super yes. OG trilogy. Oh my okay. god. I mean, this is like where we learned the vernacular trilogy. Like, yeah. They always said Star Wars trilogy. Like, I didn't know what a trilogy was before Star Wars. Right. I really didn't. Yeah. They didn't happen often, and if they did. No. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't very good often. Because no, really, before Star Wars, like Hollywood looked at sequels as like uh, a, a taboo thing. Like everybody always, and it's still there's that still that stigma today with sequels, where people will be like, sequels are never as good as the first one. And yeah. It's like, how many times do we have to see a sequel be better than the first one? I mean, we've seen it Captain so. Captain America. I mean, we've you know? seen it so many times. <laughs> yeah. But people don't want to remember that. So like. Yeah, Star Wars really changed everything. I mean, it wasn't just that, like, this was a trilogy. This is a trilogy in the middle of a story that, like, is a larger story. Yes. And it didn't matter to us. Because the way we're introduced to these new characters in the first one. Well, I will admit. Okay. Growing up. So, my favorite movie of all time is Return of the Jedi. Okay. And there's a reason for that. I used to just call that Star Wars. I didn't know. Oh, you didn't know there was So, my dad <laughs> had like a Betamax tape of it that he, that, and my parents would always put it in, and I'd rewatch it over and over again. So, my first Star Wars movie is Return of the Jedi. Okay. So, I went back and then learned the importance of everything that I absolutely loved in Return of the Jedi as a kid. Like, I, I think I actually, the next movie I saw was Empire Strikes Back. I went back, like, immediately Backwards. back. And then went to the one before that and filled in the holes like that. So that's why, like, I don't know, the prequels were never really a weird idea to me. Right. I gotcha. Because that's kind of how I taught myself. Because those, I mean, what a way to go, go back, though. I mean, but... Those films, the, the what they did for uh, effects and how it revolutionary they were, everything, and how much George Lucas actually put on the table and sacrificed to make even the first. That even had also too have complete ownership of his film. So wasn't there a? D, he wasn't a part of the Screen Actors Guild, right? And there was a, like so the film like wasn't endorsed by that. There was a lot of 
there was a lot of drama, but he literally risked everything to make Star Wars happen. He like, reaped the he reaped because benefits. of that. We we were supposed to get a Steven Spielberg directed Return of the Jedi, really? but because he went against the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Well, can you imagine what that would have been like? You know, but I love Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Some you know, but everybody says like that's the weakness of the trilogy, and to me, like I love the I love conclusions. I love like final battles. I love the epicness. When I grew up, there was just three Star Wars movies. So this one had the best lightsaber battle. Yep. It had the Emperor in it, which wasn't he wasn't in any other movie. Nope. Like this embodiment of evil in Star Wars. Uh, best space battle. Um, Never minded the Ewoks. I I, I really dug them, and I'm a big advocate for uh, making the Ewok movies canon. So uh, hashtag uh, make Ewoks movies canon, (laughs) folks. uh, Please, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's (laughs) let's force Disney's hand here, folks, and get it on Disney Plus. Rally behind me. yeah, no, I, uh, I just, Jabba the Hutt was, you know, I grew up without him, you know, being uh, put in a special edition, so that was your right. first appearance of him. Uh, I mean, is there, there's no better trilogy. No, in my opinion, it, it, it helped put science fiction movies on the map, too. I think science fiction, uh, you know, really, the, in my opinion, the birth of pop culture as we know it today. Look at the fandom that came from Star Wars, unlike any movie before. It's a little toxic sometimes. because it, Probably because it's been it's around so long, too. 70, so what? The first one came out in 77. It's been 50. No, is it 50 years? Yeah. Uh, 77 to 17. So, okay, uh, 40 years. I think 40 years. 40 years. Uh, f- 43 years old, uh, the, the Star Wars franchise. But it, it gave birth to this like pop culture sensation. People weren't dressing up like Flash Gordon until after people started dressing up like Star... You know what I mean? Like Star Wars was like that mega... With the the toys, the toy line, like drove that that trilogy hugely and like there's some very, very iconic figures and and play sets and all this stuff and people just lost their mind with Star Wars. I don't don't think the MCU craze, I don't think Comic-Con craze happens without Star Wars becoming the mega hit that it did. Absolutely. It's tied very much into those cultures and... uh, just think of the power of it. Like it laid dormant from '83 to '99, and no, everybody was waiting in line to see those next movies. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of whether they are disappointed or not, like that. And like it, there was, all we had was like comic books and like novels to hold us over. Like we didn't have films. Like we just rewatched the same ones yeah, over. You and didn't over know again. what you were getting. Like with this new with the. You know, new trilogy after that, or uh, the the prequel trilogy. Excuse me, you didn't know everything. Right. Everything beyond before that point was all they kept bringing it back in some source of comic books, regular novels, stuff like that, all following Luke. You had no idea what you were getting to with the prequel trilogy uh, when it came up. But yeah, it's legendary. Like really good. I feel like where the prequel movies are more action heavy, uh, the the originals have an action element too, but it's better storytelling. Absolutely, I feel like it's more of a story. Um, it's like a really good pro wrestling match where, like, uh, like from a psychology standpoint, where uh, somebody doesn't take a take a bump. Uh, insider term here. Uh, somebody doesn't take a bump until like well into the match. You know what right. I mean? Like that's that was the action for the original Star Wars movie. Where I think feel like the prequels, it was like binge action, slow the story down. Big action, slow the story down. 
so but I don't know. The, the originals were. Uh, I agree yeah. with you. I absolutely agree with you. I just think uh, a lot of that happened with that growth of the technology we were talking yeah. about, because the things that George Lucas wanted to do, he had to create. Yeah. He had to create the technology. So that's why it's like yeah, straight up created Lucasfilm. Uh, did the with the, the Skywalker sound and yeah and and uh, that big there the THX the THX that's THX, what it was, it's yeah. his baby that's it's his baby and industrial light and sound and yeah and all that that, that all came from. And just Lucasfilm itself just came from making that first movie and like and then having to make that second movie. So, uh, the 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 industry's indebted to these movies. Either if you're a Star Wars fan or not, uh, if you are a Marvel fan, DC fan, whatever, and you don't, oh, I don't, I'm not into science fiction. No, you owe everything to Star Wars because storytelling has been reciprocated over and over again and much of the influence comes from all of us growing up on Star Wars. That's, that's definitely I've true. turned people who were Star Wars naysayers into Star Wars fans. Nicole being one of them, she's hardcore Star Wars girl now and she can out-debate most of my male friends with Star Wars. So, Good. Uh, you did well. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, stop hating Star Wars fans. We should be lucky it just exists in the first place. Like, yeah. That we're getting anything. Very God. fortunate. But uh, as far as my rankings, yeah, Return, Empire, New Hope, not a bad movie at all. Same here. Not and, a bad but movie. I will even go as far to admit like that, that same thing about um, where I think Empire Strikes Back's a better made film than Return of the Jedi. I didn't realize it had such a cult fault. Like, I didn't realize that it was... It wasn't very super popular when it came out. No, it, it was... And it, like, recent, like, the last 25 years, it became, like, a really big cult, like, thing i'm just like wow this is wonderful this ending yeah. is fantastic the yoda st- just everything i just i, I never under- I grasp that but you know it's so yeah three two one for me I three mean, two one yeah very well well six five four <laughs> <laughs> six five four sorry three two one but uh very good that completes our great our movie trilogies list yeah. uh so we did a double list here and man i'm stoked i'm glad i got to get that one off my chest i've been waiting to talk about this one for a long time you're one of the first people i asked when i when i started coming up with the idea of this show and i'm like oh man movie trilogies would be a fun one oh, i'm glad you saved it for me and of course that was a lot of fun and no. uh i'd love to be back for anything anything movies like I, you know, I'm all about it. Perfect. You'll be on. Uh, you'll be on my speed dial when the next movie one comes. I promise you that. Woo. <laughs> but uh, Rob, thank you for coming aboard. We're about to have our our, our, our precinct guys night. Yeah. I'm really excited. So I'm glad we got to kind of kill two birds with one stone. Even though it's uh, not the greatest, not the greatest phrasing, but uh, <laughs> we got to take take care of two things at once. So uh, I'm glad you got to. And to the listeners, thank you so much uh, for taking the time and spending this uh, this pseudo road trip with us talking about movie trilogies. On that note, do you even list? You're probably thinking, who is this talking and what is it for? Well, I'm here to let you know that my name's Anthony and I'm the host of the Vinyl Divers podcast at the BICBP Network. On Vinyl Divers, I like to break down my favorite albums, listen to vinyl, and most importantly, talk music. Whether it be a classic rock album one week and then a deep dive into some punk history the next, one thing that's certain is we're always going to have a good time. 
So hit subscribe, dim the lights, and let's get tired.